For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 117. Oh, yes. We've got a very special Mm -hmm. episode. We're kicking off Jamie's Good Movie Month. Shouldn't I be the one that does this? Because I'm letting everyone know that it is time that we brought this back to the good old-fashioned submarine films. And that's why we're launching Jamie's Good Movie Month. <laughs> Not ironic. I love that name. Did you put, did you put name. quotes around good? What's that? Did you put quotes around good? Uh, why would I do that? I don't it's, know. I, I, didn't, I didn't on social media. Yeah, no, it's Jamie's Good Movie Month. Good old-fashioned submarine films. Uh, classics, if you will. Um really just trying to make sure it's like sub-centric and at least two of these are very sub-centric i think a third one the third one is even pretty sub-centric and the last one just for fun just for us uh kooky guys just want to have some fun you know great and they're uh, very accessible on tubi tv if anybody wants to check them out and watch them for free free Mm -hmm. streaming on tubi tv not yet legal not yet a sponsor and legal Mm -hmm. uh we posted on social media what we are watching so go over check that out Give us a like and a follow and uh, watch along. Yeah, and oh, do yeah. not forget, if you're one of those Twitchers, we are live on Twitch right now. Hmm. Not we, when you're listening. We, not when you're listening to the podcast, probably. Yeah, they could still check. Maybe we're on. Yeah. We yeah, might. Maybe be. we could Never still know. be doing gone. Maybe some fans like to listen to our last episode, but watch our new episode on mute. Oh, that's a good idea. Is it? No, but <laughs> no, not I try all. to like make you, you know, feel okay every once in a while. Um, I think something should be announced. If you are watching, you see somebody, but you haven't heard somebody yet. Yeah. We got a very special, special person here. I think I overused the word special. I think I say <laughs> that quite a bit. But uh, wait a Jamie, second, Kyle. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay. All right. Good. I don't want to step on anything, whatever that was. But Jamie, who did you, who'd you bring with you for Jamie's Good Movie Month? Um, I think it's kind of like a little-known fact around here. Um, I actually have a website. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. knew this. Did you guys know? There's no way. I, I, we would have heard about it before. Well, it's true. We would have heard it's about this like called, in episode one or something, right? Probably. Well, no, yeah. You'd think I'd have mentioned it before, but it's called uh, BadMovieTwins.com. Yeah. And I'm the I'm the oh. I'm the twin. I'm the other one. You didn't pick up what I was putting <laughs> down, Patrick. Worst you know, twins. Like, oh, oh no, <laughs> worst twins in the world. Yeah, yeah. No good. No. I'm I'm here as the first time. Maybe people people didn't believe that we were actually you know identical twins, but here we are in the in the flesh on on Twitch. Speaking You're of Twitch, officially classified as as identical twins, right? Yes, we are. Because I've seen some, I, I've seen some very identical twins in the past, but then like, well, technically we're not. We're actually paternal or whatever it's called. Yeah, paternal. <laughs> uh, no, we we are. We uh, genetically, we are one hundred percent, one hundred percent from from one of those online uh, genetic testing sites. Not very to be named because cool. they're not a sponsor yet. 
Maybe for Twinmersion. Wow. When we launch Twinmersion, we can get yeah. them on board. It's really weird because you guys say identical, but Patrick, you are much sexier than Jamie Ooh. is. I think it's oh, just the hair. The same thing. It's my COVID <laughs> oh, quarantine Jamie's hair. doing the eye roll right now. He's like, what the heck, man? He, he's way more stylish because he lives in like highfalutin London and he has this like really sexy British accent. And for me, like I'm just like a um, red-blooded American and I like like meat and potatoes kind of stuff. So you might think yeah, it's true. like more of like a dad bod going on, but really it's like an, it's like American, like full American, right? You probably know gotcha. that Jamie has a much better singing voice, though. So. Oh, it's true. It's true. 100%. Speaking of Twitch, does anyone here, like, do you, anyone have big followings on Twitch and video game stuff? Do speedruns? Uh, I've been uh, playing a, a lot of Fall Guys uh, recently. Okay. I've got, I saw like, that. You're pretty good, right? Yeah, I've got uh, 32 wins. The game just came out, but uh, it definitely speaks to me. I've been churning through it with some buddies and... Uh, streaming it we don't get a whole lot of followers or anything like that but uh no it's very fun if you want to check out uh twitch tv slash brahmatron watch me play some fall guys might have to i don't know (laughs) zach you're like the other one you've got a you've got a pretty okay twitch channel right i mean if you say i mean yeah i got some really good i got some three or four three or four average he's received a donation from someone he doesn't know so i have made profit I have made wait. profit streaming. So, so wait, is this like, do bots have money now? <laughs> <laughs> no. Shout out to Booyah Radley. No. Yeah. Yeah, Sometimes they just give them, you know, some Satoishis or whatever those Bitcoin fractions are. Just, mm. just throws them out there. The bots. Wow. Should we give a shout out to our winner? Or are we saving that, Kyle? No, we definitely should. If I had all that information up right now, give that up. Interesting. I'll pull that up, up right now. What do we want? Just as a Twitch name, or because I not Twitch. Well, we got Twitter, Twitter and we've got Instagram. So you pull up Twitter, I will pull up Instagram because you are too cool for Instagram now. If I'm not mistaken, I'm taking I'm taking a step back from a lot of the social medias, focusing on the start of the school year. So, mm. so it's not about the gram anymore because I know it's all about the gram for you, dude. The gram is. Up on the shelf in the back collecting dust. Mm. You hang up your mm-hmm. TikTok denches? No, I'm still ticking while I'm talking. That's nah. good. No, I've never had a TikTok. Ben, though, that guy had some TikToks. Who's, who's in his Ben? Day. Do you have a TikTok? Say what? You have a TikTok? <laughs> yeah. Dude, me and my, my buddy Tyler, we love watching like the dark, seedy underbelly like meme lords on uh, TikTok. It's pretty funny. I got, a, I got a cringe from great. both Patrick and Jamie. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, that's, that 100%, that's that 100%. That's that 100 identical twinhood over there. Yeah, that's true. We're both they hearing cr- things they we're not cringe liking. in unison. All right, we're gonna give a shout out to the winner, the winner of the <laughs> Vans refrigerator. No, I'm just kidding. The winner of um <laughs> of our of our contest. Kyle, do you want to take it, or do you want me just to announce who it is? Go, go for it. Congratulations to Andrew Hall. You can find him on Twitter at AndrewHall.com. Um, Apparently, he has a website, podcast too. AndrewHall.com. He was born on August 2nd. He joined Twitter on August right. 2007. Wow. All right. Early adapter. I thought mm-hmm. you were about to dox him. I was going to. 
Yeah, I know. I was like, what do you? What else you got? I on know, this right? Guy? Like social security he, number. He is currently I mean, sitting I in his bedroom. Him, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, four two eight Brixton Road. But no, no, no. I sent him no, the, this guy. Uh, he's got his award. own uh, podcast. Andrew Hall presents Dead Hand Radio, a Cold War podcast. So I, now oh, I haven't fun. personally listened to one of these episodes yet, but <laughs> it's got to be great. <laughs> I agree. Yes. So yes, Andrew won the Steelbook 4K edition of Hunt for Red October, and then over on Instagram, user Lindsay Zombie Girl won the Sean Connery Funko Pop. Congrats. She excited. She seems pretty excited. Good. So that's good. good. People like those. They should things. be. They should be in their hands on Saturday. So I might have a double Thank you for entering. Wait, bots have hands now. They do have hands. We got to get some viewer picks with that stuff, too. So hopefully they give us, you know. Oh, maybe I can find out my question. My question was going to be, what's a Funko Pop? I, I li- it's on all my podcasts. I've literally never seen a picture of one and have no idea a what A vinyl it figure. It's a little vinyl. Yeah. Is it, is it a 2D with or is it a 3D figure? With the big black eyes, the In wide head. Discord right now. Oh, cool. I see. I've got one right, looking right at me. I've got Daenerys Targaryen Ew. riding a dragon, breathing yeah. some fire. Okay. So I take it's 2D like picture. <laughs> what began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, the artist formerly known as Brahm, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle El Capitan, and the gruesome twosome present Submersion. I just posted I a picture say, of my Funko. I gotta say, I love us being on camera and streaming. It's gonna be the death of us. We've already been like, what, talking for like 10 minutes or something? Now? Yeah, I know. I mean,. I was waiting for wow. that. I was waiting for it to come, and I thought we were gonna blast into blast into the summary far before that. But uh, just to get get things moving, Brom, what did we watch tonight? Uh, we watched uh, a B movie called uh, the B movie. No, no we watched uh, we watched Depth Charge, starring Eric Roberts and uh who else do we have? Uh, Br- bridget ann white uh jason gedrick chris go, warren gedrick, jr yeah i think i think the barry bostwick one. barry yes. bostwick yes but uh you know it is a movie that i've been eyeing because it's one of those ones that is like 100 percent submarine all the time but i've been kind of like shying away from it because it's one of the newer b movies or z movies however you want to say it um that come out so it's a 2008 i think right uh, movie yep. and newer bad movies because of excessive like um, computer graphics and stuff like that can be a little less fun than some of the 90s yeah. ones but this one actually was I was pleasantly surprised not so computer graphics centric and I think a lot of the newer bad movies like know the allure of bad movies sure and, like a Sharknado and, and they have an inroad there and yeah now they kind of lean into it a little bit and it's sometimes kind of a little too transparent for me like i'm not a big like thanks killing guy i know that's a pretty popular one but whoa sure. whoa come on man sorry that's a good one i would so have yes. a mug with that thing's face on it it was a gift that's what i'm saying <laughs> they've embraced it too much like it's they knew what they were doing all right, so should we get into a little some, some recap for this, or do people have more to say before we jump right in? 
Best movie I ever saw. Oh, okay, right up the top. Wow. Yeah. So, Depth Charge, starring Eric Roberts. We open on the USS Montana. It is a specialized submarine that's all about stealth. And they're in the middle of a war game. And I couldn't really tell. Are we supposed to know it's a war game? It's just got to be, since they're going against the USS Florida, uh, which is a um, attack submarine. So an SSN. They're on an SSBN, the USS Montana. And then there's the SSN coming after them. And we're quickly introduced to the doctor, who's like, you know, stitching up uh, Chris Warren's character, the electronics uh, guy. And he's like, give me a pretty sexy scar. Uh, and he's like super nerdy. <laughs> Um, he's like, it's going to be real Say it sexy. just like that. Yeah. He's like, it's going to be real sexy, man. Uh, and then the doctor's like, all right. Uh, and then we're also introduced to Eric Roberts. And what is he doing in his bunk? Dude, he is losing his mind. Popping some drugs. pills. He is getting a little toasty. And we don't know yet what those drugs are. But, oh, boy, it's making him go a little loopy. Uh, but not loopy enough to make, prevent him from doing his job because he goes right up to the bridge. And it's like, let's get this going. Basically, the Florida's after them, has spotted them, is getting ready to attack them, and they go engage the Phantom, and they go stealth, and they disappear completely off the radar. And the Florida's like, shit. Well, wherever they were, trying to like shoot something or whatever, I don't even know. They're going to turn around, they're going to do a crazy eye, and they're going to come right after us. And so they're, they're like, we're fucked. Crash dive. So they crash dive real quick. That's a little hint about what movie they may have knocked off for this, uh, uh, this film. They crash dive, but... The Montana, I mean, it's just too specialized a sub. It's too good. And they, it's like, yeah, fat chance. And they shoot off some, quote unquote, torpedoes and nail the Florida. And the simulation is over. It was kind of interesting that they show them actually shooting off torpedoes. I'm not really even yeah. sure. It's a simulation. I was just like, oh, man, here we go. <laughs> right. What's going to go on? I'm not even sure what they were. They, I guess they must have just like bounced off the submarine when they got near them or something like that. So if you watch the behind the scenes, these are actually... Uh, there's a fairly super popular breakfast cereal with mm. marshmallows in it, and that's what these torpedoes are made out of. Wow. Mm. A giant chunk of marshmallow. Huh. Well, it didn't seem that, that way. Sense. But anyways, sounds like a good, sounds like a good plan, because didn't, they didn't blow up. The Florida was like, shit. They kind of talk back and forth, and they're like, you know, oh, good job, whatever. And uh, Eric Roberts is like, seems like he may have pissed him off a little bit. He's And they're kind of going back and forth on the Montana because the captain's retiring. And he's like, ugh, it's good, good last thing to do. And he's like, uh, Eric Roberts is like, I mean, you know, I got to disagree a little bit. He's like, I know it's not like ideal, but look at what they're, you're getting promoted to be a desk job in the Pentagon. Like it's like an honor, like you've had a great career. And he's like, you know, I deserve to be a submarine captain. That's what Eric Roberts is saying. And oh, we got a little hint that he may not be so happy relinquishing command, if you will. Uh, when it comes time, because he want he wanted to be a captain. Now he's a little old. Let's let's be real. I mean, he's like a pretty old person to be like getting his first command, but he still wanted it, right? Yeah, that's what I thought too. I mean, you see, think of people taking over subs. It's not going to be what's it, what is he here? Late fifties? Yeah, I mean that might be even generous. I think he might be in the sixties at that point. Okay, yeah. yeah. But uh, anyways, they. Uh, they start heading back, and they're heading back to Iceland. So that's where kind of where they're based. Um, and they get like a uh, they they hear a distress signal from like a fishing boat above on the ocean. And basically, the captain's like, "Well, we'll we'll, we'll hang around. A UN boat's coming, and it's going to help them out." And uh, Eric Roberts is like, "Well, we do have one last like uh, rescue at sea training exercise to do with the skeleton crew. 
what do you what do you think about trying that out? And the captain's like, yeah, good idea. Let's bring a bunch of civilians onto this super top secret stealth submarine. And it's just like, this is absurd. <laughs> it's just like crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, they would never, never do this. They are certainly, they're almost certainly, first of all, not American citizens. And it turns out that they aren't. Like the boat, it just didn't even make any sense. Like th- there's no way that they do this. And what's funny is this is a knockoff. Like this is where I, I was watching this and I had to stop it and be like, I know this movie. And I went okay. back and figured We've out what it was. We've seen this before, right? Yeah. So do you know? Do you remember which one it was? I can't for the life of. But I mean, you I gave mentioned a big, before. I gave a big hint. Yeah. With a little Dudikoff action. It's a little Dudikoff called Crash Dive, where in Crash Dive, they hear a distress signal from a fishing boat trapped in a hurricane, go up to the surface, bring the people on board, and it turns out to be a plot to take over the submarine. And then it, right, tur- so it turns out that the, the in that case the captain wasn't or the the cob was in on the plan or something like that. Yeah. I think I was. But wrong. anyway, I mean it's. Right there. I forgot where that came from, but I was like, man, I know that scene. And then I was going on a walk today, and I realized, I was like, oh, this is that Dudikoff movie. And I can't remember if it was the first or the second one, because I can't <laughs> remember the difference right now between them. But it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. It's the same. And then you'll, there's there's certain key points. They knocked off that script, and there is no credit. I actually was looking and trying to figure out, well, they must have credited somewhere or something, or they had the same producer or someone owned the rights. No, nothing. Not a, not a single connection. But there's multiple things in here. They knocked off that script, 100%. Yeah, for some so reason, anyways, I kept on going back to, was it Operation Delta Force 3? How did I get in the right. submarine in that one? Wasn't it a similar way? Nah, I can't remember. Anyways, go on. Was that with Luke Cash? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, I, I thought those were, that was the other possibility. But when I went back and I uh, listened to some of our previous <laughs> episodes, <laughs> I figured out that it was crash dive. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Doc, the Doc is not let off the submarine with the rest of the crew because he's sleeping in the storeroom. Basically, he, he does, doesn't like being bothered by everyone else. And so he's like found a spot in the storeroom to sleep. Um, and so he no one knows he's in there. And then the electronics guy is fixing something kind of underneath the um, boards or kind of the area and so no one knows where he is and so he's like fixing something he, he realizes that something's going on and kind of hides there so those two are still left on board uh, and then oh I guess I didn't mention also that the doctor for whatever reason is training to not be a doctor anymore and to be like an electronics person <laughs> so we see a scene where oh he's also God, training yeah. that I'm not that sure why so crazy. I don't know why well, it's probably because he has such an exemplary um, career that's true but he yeah, it made no sense. He just wanted to know the ins and outs of everything on the submarine. And at this point, you should be like, maybe this guy's a spy. Yeah, and then or he the, wants to be a captain or something. I don't know, or something. And then what, what? What we see when this next part comes up makes you think, well, who is this guy? <laughs> He's crazy. Uh, but uh, he, uh, they're they're hidden away. All the rest of the crew is put up on a fishing vessel on that fishing vessel, including the the former captain, because uh, Eric Roberts is in leagues with the terrorists. Uh, and is promoted, well, promotes himself to captain. He's like, I'm the captain now, uh, and then becomes the captain. And so the captain's there, and someone else is like, hey, I got a radio. And he, as the scene was going on, I was like, don't use that radio yet. <laughs> Wait until the submarine leaves. <laughs> and then he immediately uses the radio, and the submarine's like, uh, we're picking up a signal. Uh, they're sending a distress call. And uh, Eric Roberts is like, shit. And they're like, that UN boat's coming and telling us to halt. And you, Eric Roberts is like, shit. He's like, we're going to torpedo them. And everyone, all even the terrorists are like, um, can't we, let's just go. Let's just go stealth and get out of here. Like, why do we have to torpedo and kill? Like, that wasn't really part of the plan. And Eric Roberts is like, well, we got to show them who's boss or whatever. And they send out torpedoes and obliterate the captain and the UN boat. And so that's like, we're right off the bat. The, the, you know, Eric Roberts is like off 
you know, his cabeza at that point. The other funny thing at this point is they went to paris- periscope depth. Did anyone else hear what periscope death depth was for them? No, I did not notice. 150 feet. That seems incredibly far for them to be at periscope depth. How, how are they even getting so a periscope too. all the way up to 150 feet? So, I mean, that's crazy. It's a huge, that's, that's a huge periscope. Anyways. Let's look up normal periscope depth. Oh. It's going to be like 10 feet. <laughs> I, I think it's probably 50 feet or something, but it's like 150. Wow, I think it's wow. All right, so it would, right, would have to be guesses. telescoping, too. Guesses. 50. 50? Um, Zach says 20. I'm going to go 40. Okay, slightly under 50. 40? I'll go, I'll, go um, six, yeah, I'll go 60 feet. Okay, so according to science.howstuffworks.com, the science military section called Dancing with the Gray Lady, how photonics masks will work. Periscopes on submarines may be as long as 60 feet. Rom got it. Mm. Not 150. Like, maybe, won something. I mean, maybe as long, you know, yeah. so. And maybe, and maybe on this experimental submarine, they're even longer at 150 feet. So anyway. <laughs> Could be. They, the entire idea is they're going to launch a bomb and strike Washington, D.C., unless they get $1 billion. Yes. Yeah, they let the Air Force One know, and we are introduced to my favorite character, the president, who is played by Barry Bostwick, which we know from Moby Dick, 2000, or sorry, 2010 Moby Dick. And he is, my my favorite part about his character is just how nonchalant he is as as the uh, president. They come in and they're like, yeah, that stealth submarine has been taken over. He's like, Really? That submarine? It's like an experimental one, right? And they're like, yeah. He's like, great. Okay, assemble everyone, and uh, we'll get working on this. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's like a nuclear submarine. It's going to launch a thing. They're asking for a billion dollars. Um, all right, so what, something that also is kind of nuts. I mean, I don't know if they would do this usually, but you know, they're running test simulations, right, to test out this technology. Yeah. Would you arm a submarine <laughs> running test with a bunch of nuclear warheads? I, maybe no. you would have to. I don't you know. Might if have you to get the weight right. I don't know. Oh, good call. Because you're testing yeah, the, the stealth stealth abilities, but if you load it up, maybe it can't. You're not testing. I'm sure there's call, some, Patrick. That's no, why you're here. I think there's probably some breakfast cereal they could find that would equal the the rate the weight of the bomb, right? I would agree. Yeah. But, some Oreo hmm. O's, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Something something. Zach, what would you weigh down your submarine with if you had to balance the weight of the sub to match? Working conditions. What would I weigh it down with? Yeah. If if you're traveling light, but because you don't have actual nuclear warheads on it. Oh, but I wanted to make it seem like I did. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, what's what's heavier? You know, a, a, I don't know, like like a hundred pounds of bricks or a hundred pounds of cotton balls. I don't know. <laughs> Those would be. Equal. That means a big question. <laughs> no, but in reality, what if I had to actually keep something? Well, what happens if is it can it be edible, Ben? Yeah, so I can start eating it. Yeah. Fruit, what about a fruitcake? Because I'm bananas. Mm. Bananas. Bad luck, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You don't want to get gnats in there, you know, when they start to spoil. Yeah. Bagels. <laughs> Figured it out. I like the idea of there being just like your submarines filled with gnats, and you're like, where are all these gnats coming from? <laughs> I would say every specialty Oreo that ever existed. That's a, that's a really good Now call. we're talking. Because then yeah, just, I, could, I could last 60, 70-day tour with that. <laughs> I'll just die happy doing that. 
So anyways, <laughs> the doctor starts out at this point, um, and he is snapping le- necks left and right. And all of Oof. a sudden, it's like, who is this doctor? He has no backstory. There is no character development. I'm like, oh, shit, who is this person? Dude, uh, he's next level, man. He's insane. And they start getting suspicious on the submarine. They're like, uh, there's someone still here. Like, you assholes didn't check any everything. He's extremely dangerous. And the electronic, the tech, who's still hiding, thinks they're talking about him. I was going to be like, bro, they're not talking about you. Just said extremely dangerous. Like, get out of here. Oh, um, snap, man. Yeah. But then we start to get the we get the first instance of the doctor's catchphrase. Because he, like, takes someone out and gets on the horn and boop, goes up to the con. He goes, con, get off my sub. And we hear that six or seven times from here on out. Oh, get yeah, off my sub. I mean, that's I like, mean, a lot of times that's the only it, thing he even says. Pretty much. That, that's like his yippee kaye. Right, yeah. Mr. Gorbachev. Everyone was saying that after, get after off this movie my sub. What'd you say? Sorry, Patrick. No, I was just I saying, really after, after this movie came out, everyone was saying get off my sub. It was mm-hmm. yeah. I, I remember that was big in 2008. Yeah, yeah. t-shirts, That's huge toys, all, the all the time. That first. yeah, We'd, yeah, we were we were in, in the stands in college, like rooting for our team, and everyone would go. Get off the star sub. <laughs> That's what they say. Like when we were trying to like, root on the home team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a super sub. So nothing can really touch it. It can always go like uh, silent and stealth. And so like the Florida's trying to follow it. It's kind of put on its tail. And they're getting a little pissed. Not only are they losing people on the submarine, but the, I mean, talking about the people on the Montana, that's terrorists. Also, so Eric Roberts, he decides we're going to show him who's boss. Almost like a last resort type situation where he's like, I'm going to launch this bomb into the middle of nowhere just to let him know we're serious. And he does. And the president's like, oh, boy, that's pretty intense. And that's what the president says. Uh, and he continues to be basically being like, hey, what's up? Like people will walk in the room and he'll be like, hmm, what's up? <laughs> You're the president. This is so weird. You're like so nonchalant yeah. about all this stuff. Uh, and you can tell that they just – they wanted. I don't know if they didn't have the budget or whatever, but they're like, we're just going to film this at somebody's house and make this the president's. You know, I, I feel like I feel like it was actually Barry Bostwick's house. He's like, I'm not leaving my house, and they were like, yeah, fine. That could have been it. That's what like, we're you got. You got. Do you have an ill-fitting suit you can wear for this? He's like, why, yes, I actually <laughs> do right here. A tie that's maybe six inches too short. Uh, yes, I have that as well. And so the doctor and the tech, they kind of meet up on the submarine. It becomes, you know, double diehard at this point. They're kind of like creeping around. But the tech is like, I mean, they keep on like kind of getting into bad situations. Like they keep on getting shot and all this stuff. And the doctor really is mostly doing hand-to-hand combat. So they'll come around and they'll just start shooting at him. And he'll like run away. And he gets shot in the, the abdomen. And the um, tech gets shot in the leg. And they're kind of like separated at that point um, for... Uh, for a little while and then at this point we learn kind of what's going on with eric roberts because the president is informed that okay he has a loose cannon he's got all this like shit in his uh concerning stuff in his house like it's basically like he's got like a manifesto and all kinds of weird stuff going on his wife left him second wife left him he's like behind on all his alimony payments and he's in like super debt he was you know super angry about getting passed over for this promotion and and he's got a brain tumor that force that he needs to take pills for that make him psychotic there's a lot going on in eric roberts life at this point it is man those pills i don't even know what they are what what is even more important 
He's got less than a year to live. Yeah, it's true. You got a I, dead man walking here. Now, I'm not going to say I'm like an expert on brain tumors or anything like that, but these pills seem insane and not um, actually comparable to anything in real life. Because he literally is like, oh, my brain tumor. And then he takes them, becomes psychotic for a second, and then he's able to go back to work. It's real weird. It's pretty cool. Oh, you like it? Oh, yeah. I think, I think we're going to see something like this with uh, a lot of the coronavirus vaccines that are going to be coming out here untested. Hey. Gonna- <laughs> hey. you, think, you think it's going to be just like these pills? Yeah, exactly like it, yeah. We'll all that, go psychotic. Is that your expert scientific cool. opinion? It's too bad we don't have yes. Alex on to lend his, uh, his scientific opinion about that, though. I know. It would be good, but He'll unfortunately just say, he's not here. Uh, I don't have any opinion whatsoever. <laughs> oh, thank wait, you, Alex. Wait, did Alex just come on? No, that was me. That was me, actually. Oh, oh okay. Wow. Um, Spot on. And you'd mentioned before that we did not have any backstory on our doctor. We do not. We did not at that point. We yeah. get it all, right? This is where, like, this one scene, they give us all the information on every character yeah, just, just to set it up real quick, they so they're able to reach the doctor and the tech are able to reach the communication room and send off a buoy and they put the names in and that's kind of what you're going to hear. Oh, right? and this is this is very important because this comes up not just this time, but you'll hear this again later. First name. James. Hey. What are you doing? Where's that going to go? Satellite picks it up, bounces it over to one of our ships and they pass it along to Washington. The president's going to see my name? If we live through this, they'll make a movie about us. I'm up for that. Who do you think's gonna play me? Denzel? I was thinking someone more like Sam Jackson. Oh, that's cool too, man. I mean, Sam Jackson, Denzel, whatever. That's cool. That's just banter, man. That was grade A. It's lit. That is top of the line. Who would you guys? Who do you guys think would play him better in this role? I don't think they would get. I don't think that doesn't make any sense. Those those actors are like in their sixties. Too old. Yeah, it'd be like a Michael J. White kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Or what about Denzel's kid? Right. Isn't he just in, he's just in that Christopher Nolan movie. I mean, he's a star of Tenet. So why not? Why wouldn't it be him? But I guess at this point in 2008, he would have been too young. That, that now is, he the, is he the main guy in Tenet? I believe so. Isn't that Denzel? Washington's oh, that's kid? cool. I didn't realize that's who that was. I believe so. What about um, who's the guy who plays Creed? Yeah, Michael Jai Wayne. In 2008, it would have been too oh, young Michael, at yeah? that point. No, no, no. That's not true. That's Michael B. B. Jordan. B. Oh, Jordan. that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who am I th- Mike, who's Michael J. White? Dude, what about uh, martial artist, at this right? time? So 2000, well, 2008 is still probably a little too old, but Chris Tucker, I think. But, you know, he's probably too old at this time, right? That would have been okay. That would have been an okay one, though. I don't know. I think what we're saying is we needed to do more research on this question. And we didn't do it. Dang we it. We did not. Mm-hmm. For the record, so anyways, for the record, Michael Jai White is is a martial artist too old. who is in yeah. uni- the uni- fourth Universal Soldier film, I believe. Anyways, go on. Good. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, they would uh, replace this B-list actor with another B-list actor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, B-list might be generous. <laughs> Michael Jai White. But yeah, I changed my answer to Michael B. Jordan. I got them confused by about twenty years or whatever. Um, yes. So yeah, do you have and then then so because they got the spooey, they get the names in uh, to the president, and then the president is able to be informed a little bit about our uh, characters as well. So we get some more and character development somehow. He's a little, he's he's quite impressed with one of them. 
What have you got on the two crew members still on board the Montana? John Ellers, the ship's medical officer, and James Pearsall, an electrician's mate. Ellers is 34 years old, parents unknown, raised in a series of foster homes until he graduated from high school. He's quite a promising young athlete and made something of a name for himself as an amateur fighter. Enlisted in the Navy at age 25, he received two years of advanced training to qualify as ship's medical officer. Performance ratings are across the board excellent. Wow. I just, yeah, I, my favorite part of that is they go, uh, he kind of made a name for himself as an amateur fighter. And the president goes, hmm, huh, oh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> amateur fighter. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's good. It's good to hear. Yeah. That is actually very useful here. What a chance. What, <laughs> what an opportunity. Huh. Yeah. Um, so anyways, they, they're able to then continue their efforts to sabotage everything. They're karate chopping people on necks, taking people out. They're able to get to hey, the location and get the, the, the tech in there to really use his skills. Because he's able to rip apart like all of the electronics and, um, and kind of take stuff down background? to the point. What's that? Do you want his background? Oh, sure. Give me that because I'm sure it's just as extensive and detailed. It's, well, you'll see. And Pearsall? James Pearsall, electrician's mate, qualified in weapons control. Enlisted in the Navy two years ago, transferred to submarine service six months ago. His service record, also exemplary. Good. Well, let's do whatever we can to help these two heroes by buying them some time. Just a little, you know, less. It's just less, right? It's we less. don't know his family history. We know that the doctor is an orphan, bounced around from... <laughs> home to home we don't know anything about our electrician like that he's an amateur young. fighter before transitioning to medical school uh, apparently mm-hmm. um it's what it is man yeah and the, the funny thing also about that now that i'm thinking about it i don't think the president really bought them any time at all no i mean no. he didn't do anything yeah he they're just high-fiving and congratulating at the end of the movie and they're like you did a hell of a job and they're like no you did a hell of a job and i'm just like you guys did nothing. You're just bureaucrats. <laughs> well, they just get, waited. <laughs> they do get Corbin Literally. Burnson on the phone, and they're like, get yes. your ass over there. So that, that helps a little bit, right? And yeah, they, and they, they pull everyone away other than the Florida, which is like, I guess part of it is to make it so he doesn't go totally, Eric Roberts doesn't go totally crazy and launch too early or do something drastic. Um, so I guess they do kind of like, kind of step away enough for long enough to give them the time. But otherwise they could have just like not answered his calls, Eric Roberts calls for a while. And they, the same effect uh, would have went. So anyways, they're able to take everything down electronically and they have to, basically they can't do any stealth. They really can't move at all. They're at a crawl. So that's when the Florida is able to kind of catch up to them um, and potentially get a chance, an opportunity um, to take them out. Um, unfortunately, it's almost weird. It's, it seems like the, the Florida's the captain of the Florida is not, He's not really believing that the that they're going to find the submarine. So they keep on saying, oh, we think this is a submarine, we think this is a submarine. And he's like, continue the course, continue the course, until it becomes obvious that, that it's the Montana. Um, and then he goes after them. Uh, but they're able to, just at the very last moment, uh, get all the electronics back up and shut down, uh, put themselves into stealth and prevent the Florida from um, taking them out. And then Eric Roberts is like super pissed. And it's basically like, you know what? Here's my real plan and what's really going on. And he kind of explains how it's not about the money. It's not about, you know, really even bombing Washington. It's about terrorism and taking out terrorists and 
that he's going to – this is his opportunity now with the submarine to do all of that. Like he's going to be able to go and he's going to wipe out all of the terrorists himself. They're the terrorist army. And all the terrorists that are with him are like, what? Like, I, like, well, I didn't know that was a plan. Yeah, we're the guys. <laughs> Why are you going against us, man? You brought us into this. Well, I just I remember reading the descriptions of the film before watching it. And it's always described as like a wild gambit for world peace. And it's like so hard to parse what he's saying into world peace. It's like, he's I'm going to kill psychotic. all these people and then there'll be world peace forever. And it's like, mm, okay, maybe. Yeah. And then he's, and then he's just psychotic. He's like popping these brain pills left and right. He's like going super crazy. And then he goes so crazy to the point where the people that he sends after, they, they even catch the doctor and the doctor sitting there and going back to what we talked about last week basically they have a gun on the doctor and then the guy's like time for the fist to cuss and then he's like so ridiculous <laughs> and they right? go after each other just like hitting each other for a while and then they're like really showed you and they grab him and bring him to the captain they still got a gun on him could have murdered him at any point they're terrorists they're gonna murder all of washington dc apparently but not this guy because eric robin's like i'm gonna make you watch or something like that like i'm gonna i'm gonna make you like watch it and then you're gonna be real sad <laughs> it's like what <laughs> he's literally killing half of your crew like he's ruined almost everything this guy literally wouldn't have been a problem he would have torpedoed him on the boat with the rest of the other crew man and then he then he but now he's got this personal vendetta and let him just like shit talk him behind his back like they're literally doing stuff and the doc's like good move okay <laughs> Get him out of there or shoot him or something. Like, he seems like he's just making everyone angry. And he's sitting there being like, oh, nice one in the back. Well, but then, but then there's always that other terrorist guy there who's like the quote unquote good terrorist. He's like, oh, man, right. maybe, maybe we're taking this a little bit too far. I don't know. And he's constantly questioning the captain mm-hmm. every single step of the way. And maybe it's because he's psychotic at this point, but he's not killing that guy either. Well, no, I think he's what he's what he sees is he's looking around and he sees Eric Roberts, guys, ta- Captain Dick out, and he's looking at that and goes, "That's not looking so hot," and I'm a little concerned yeah. that he might be a little psychotic. Yeah, it's looking psychotic. Yeah, Google that. <laughs> <We're> psychotic. <laughs> that. Psychotic Captain Dick. That's a yeah, weird, weird Google, that, but uh, let's see. Sing with it. Oh, see nope. what that brings up. It does seem like I've googled it before, so I'm just gonna press enter. Um, so yeah, and then they're they're basically they're off the rails at this point. And in the last, so they they take the doc out of the um, con again because they're like, get him out of here. As like things are getting totally messed up, and one the one terrorist takes him away. He's like, you killed a lot of my friends. I'm gonna take you out. And the doctor's like, or are you? And like, knocks a gun out of his hand or something, and like totally uh, subdues him and kills him. And then he's on the loose again. And it's like, really? You had a machine gun on this guy. You decided to beat him up with your fists, bring him off to the comm to shit talk you for a while. And then he's able to escape again. It's like, good moves, terrorists. Yeah. This is really nice. Uh, so he runs away and then immediately completely bones their reactor, which is like a pretty big deal because they're not able to go anywhere. It's kind of a last ditch. I think they've been kind of not doing that for a while because obviously the next step is Eric Roberts going completely off the rails and saying, then we're la- then this is it, we're launching our nukes. Like, it's time. And so he sets up, starts setting up the uh, the scenario of doing it. So the good terrorist goes off. He's going to be the one putting in, like, the coordinates for where, where everything needs to go. He's going to be manning the weapons. And he's doing all, like, the turning of the keys, Eric Roberts, up on the comm. And so we're all thinking, we're like, okay, well, obviously Washington, D.C. is probably going to get nuked. It's the only logical conclusion to this movie, I think. 
Um, but they're able to get up to the comm just the last moment. And they're like, stop. And they gotta go, okay, I gotta get it. And they're like, Eric Roberts, don't even try it. And then he turns on the keys and like, oh shit. <laughs> like, and they shoot him and he like falls down and like, good thing, there's no way he could possibly get up and turn the one other key to launch the nuke. And then he gets up and turns the key real quick and off goes <laughs> the nuke. And you're just like, really? You're not going to like maybe take out one of the keys or do something to prevent weird corpse Eric Roberts to jump up and quickly launch the nuke. But they, they or just shoot, shoot him again, man. Anything. They didn't even like, they didn't even give him the kill shot. Right? No, they, they really they shoot just, him and like, yeah, they really just looked at each other and were like, oh, thank God, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they gave that guy enough time to do whatever he wanted. And so anyways, he's dead now, but that nuke is going. And we're like, oh, man, it's too bad neither of these people were trained on self-destructing a missile. Wait a second. They were. We saw Because it. there's a manual. They pull out the manual to find the code to self-destruct. And honestly, if, if the doc had not been training earlier with a tech on this exact scenario... We don't know if he could have done it because it required, it was pretty intricate. You had to open the booklet, look at the code and then enter it. It was hard. That's hard. Some hard that stuff. does not seem like something that would be like stand in like a standard workflow. Like, Oh, in case this happens, here's the self-destruct sequence that literally anyone on the boat with access to this book that we leave <laughs> open at all times can do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Here's like, the book. What? Is it sitting here right here? There we go. Oh, okay. oh, self-destruct. Cool. Here's uh, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Is that easy? Really? Yeah. And then it self-destructs uh, and the president high fives. Uh, he's like, I give myself the Medal of Honor for doing such a good job. And everyone's like, true. Prez, love you. Uh, and they're like, where's that doctor? And they're like, yeah, probably on the boat or whatever. Who cares? It's like, that's ah, true. The end. Yeah, that's it. Hell of a movie. That's it. That's an uh, understatement. Um, did I did I miss it? Where were where were the depth charges? Good point. Oh, why was it yeah. called depth charge? There were none, right? <laughs> I think the main character was the depth charge. Right? Interesting. Oh. See, that's why we bring Patrick in. He's so deep sure, and he knows the brain. This stuff, it's a man. metaphor. <laughs> depth charge. I think it's like look at him smile like about that. He's like, I've got it figured out. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Not, I swear to God, he's not I think like they a wanted to Sorry, go ahead. I said it's not like a death charge. He is a death charge. But go on. No, I was saying I I think they wanted to call this crash dive because they crash dove mm. I think two or three times, but they couldn't because they ripped off crash dive, and they couldn't make it that apparent. They just should have called it "Get Off My Sub." Ooh. <laughs> but then you would have thought it was about submarine sandwiches because that's what I say all the time about people who are getting all up on my submarine sandwich when I'm eating yeah, it. Yeah, they get all handsy with your sub. And I'm There's like, a get lot off of my sub. Formulaic my names sub. they could have went with. Like hostile takeover and, and stuff like that. That's a good one. I like that. There you go. It's I like it's a perfect get off my sub name. with the exclamation point. My... I'm going to wait for a film to actually get that name. That's a great name. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty good. Get off that my is sub. Actually, it's a really good name, actually. The more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, no, I like that. It tells you everything you need to know about the movie. Mm-hmm. It also tells it. it's probably going to be silly, and it's probably going to star Eric Roberts and some other person from Iron Eagle. Kelsey Grammer. Is he from Iron Eagle? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I could, I could see him in this, right? In this? Sure. All right. Should we get into some reviews on this? Yep. Um, Zach has been quiet 
for way He's too quiet long. quiet as a church mouse, man. It's time to, to wake up the beast and get his review Hello? of this film. Hello? <laughs> Hello? You there? I'm here. I'm here. Hey, bu- hey bud. Hi, guys. So, are we, are we jumping in this? <laughs> we are. We're jumping in, man. Should Jump I do it like my, my, my review last week? I think you guys loved that. Sure. It was yes. really good. I there was all this build up and then you just like came out right out and said it. And I was like, okay, that was like two seconds. Sometimes Kylie I mean Kyle. Wow. Less is more. Disagree. True. <laughs> Zach's, Zach's review. review. <laughs> Zach's review. I wanna hear it. Zach's review. Give it to me. Alright. It's going to be longer than last week's, but I will say I was not expecting much from this. And, and, you know, that's nothing to say that Jamie picked it, but I was not expecting a lot from this film until I found out Barry Bostwick was in it. And I was like, oh, hot damn, this is my jam. So I kind of I didn't I didn't do the uh, the Zach, you know, two times speed watch through, but I did have to skip some of it. Um because I was grinding through it tonight before we recorded. But um, there's a lot of sub-action. There's a decent amount of the berry. But there's too much... <sighs> too much what? It's like it's like I, I went to McDonald's and I got this awesome breakfast sandwich. But there was just too much... Too much of a topping I don't want on it. And that was like the middle chunk of the movie. So I know Man- it was only mayonnaise? like 85 minutes. Man, no, I hate mayonnaise. Yeah, I guess too, mayonnaise, and that works. Too many onions. I like onions. Um, too much cotton But it's 85 candy? minutes long. It could have probably have been... This could have been like an uh, hour-long TV special is what I'm saying. And <laughs> um, But I like the sub-action. We haven't gotten a lot of sub-action lately. And I liked Barry Bostwick. He was a good president. I'd vote for him. So let's give it... <laughs> What do you guys think I'm going to give it? Uh, 4.5. Oh, I, think, I think that's a little high. I, I think, think it's he's going with like a 4. I'm going to go high. I'm going to go 5. 3.5. I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate watching this movie, so I'm going to give it a 4.6. Wow. Oh, man. I mean, I didn't, really I didn't hate me. this. I don't, I don't think there's... I mean, it's it's just like one of those movies, you know? You just you just have it on and that's it. Really Done. feels like and you like were going to give it a four point five, but you didn't want to humor me. Mm-hmm. Because nobody, because nobody you, you stole to. my three last week, Ben. <laughs> I can jump in. So, like you said, you could you could even skip parts of this movie, Zach, and you didn't probably didn't miss anything, right? I mean, yeah, like this, it's, and that's the thing, like the middle chunk. Like I liked. I mean, I'm biased. Right? I like Barry Bostwick. I think I talked about this during <laughs> Moby Dick because I liked watching him in Spin City growing up. So if it wasn't Barry Bostwick, I probably would have given this like a two and a half. I'm just saying. But um, no, I like him and I like the sub action. And you're right. The name makes absolutely no sense. But you know what? Whatever. We, we've been on a dry spell for a while, I feel like. So this is good. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to jump right. on in. I think I, I'm I kind of agree with a lot of what you're saying. I think this is good, solid sub action, <gasps> really classic. Um, class so classic that you'd almost say it ripped off multiple movies, um, and uh, but I you know I had some fun with a lot of aspects of it. I thought the doctor character, the fact the lack of 
kind of character development, and he's just snapping necks for almost no reason other than a former uh, amateur fighting career that somehow allows you to go around um, snapping people's necks uh, left and right for seemingly no reason. You'd think his years away from the amateur fighting cage uh, would have maybe uh, had a little rust. Nope. No rest to be seen. He's uh, snapping next, no problem. And uh, so I was, I was always, that's funny. I thought Barry Bostrick was really funny as the president. I just think it, like, I feel like, like you're playing the president and he was just like, no concept of the seriousness of the office. Uh, really, <laughs> it's just going to be like, yeah, I'm just chilling at my house, right? And it's like, yeah, what you got for me? He's like, so look, look, so someone comes in the room, he's like, um, what you got? And they're like, ah, enough. Like at one point he's just like, yeah, yeah, well, enough. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about something else. Uh, so I well, then literally, funny. there's a point where he's out on like a patio, and he's like, "Oh, I was trying to hide." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what the hell was that? Yeah, he's just like a really funny. It's just like a really funny performance as being like you're the president, and him just being like, "Yeah, I'm Barry Boswick." And they're like, "No, no, no, you're playing the president." He's like, "No, but I'm like, I'm like Barry B. Come on." It's like what? Okay. Uh, and so, there was like one part too where uh, Eric Roberts uh, commented like on how like of a hard nosed like president he was though too, which was kind of funny. Hmm. It's like, well, there's a re- uh, there's a reason he got elected. This guy's a pretty hard ass, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I had fun with that character. I had you know fun with just the kind of genericness of it and, and the different por- points that were being knocked off. We didn't even mention the other part that was really um, such a knockoff of Crash Dive. At one point. Uh, our main character, the doctor, he puts, he like has like a, a radio and he distracts his pursuers by using this radio to, to make it seem like he's somewhere else, which was in Crash Dive. In Crash Dive, we made the joke about how um, Dudikoff carried around a recorder to record his own voice to distract people. And we're like, where did he even get that? In this case, they have the exact same ruse where he distracts people, makes them think he's one place, and then he comes out and karate chops them real quick in the neck. Uh, so they were just lifting stuff left and right from it. So I enjoyed it. I think it well, comes dude, up. Well, in that scene, yeah. he like blew them away with a shotgun. Well, in my mind, he's karate chopping all the time. He's like knocking okay, stuff. Right. He's always kick, kicking guns out of people's hands and the such. Um, and yeah, so I'm going to come in Steel Sharks, a full Steel Sharks, three and a half. Ooh. I guess I'm, so. I might as well hop in right here. Uh. Yeah, so, I mean, we barely even touched on my favorite part of the entire film, which is Corbin Burnson, because I'm currently watching Psych, and he is excellent in Psych. Hmm. Uh, actually, weirdly, like, a uh, a star-studded cast from, like, the older gentlemen that are in the film. So, mm-hmm. fun, funny enough, Eric Roberts, you know, nominated for an Oscar. True. 1986 for, really? run, for Runaway Train, which I think describes the movie exactly. I believe it is about a runaway train. And then Corbin Burnson was in L.A. Law, nominated for two Golden Globes. And then Barry Boswick, of course, was nominated for a Golden Globe for... What was that Spencer? Remember Corbin Burnson, mostly from all the uh, <laughs> reality TV shows growing up. I feel like he was making a cycle through all those uh, after uh, the limelight of his acting career was up. So I'm like, I think like in The Mole and maybe Survivor <laughs> and all those... The mole's so good. Right. But no, Barry Bosco yeah. was nominated. I, I didn't think you were actually going to get it for uh, a miniseries, War and Remembrance, 1988. You yeah. know. Yeah. He was also nominated for Best Supporting Actor in a DVD premiere movie for The Skulls 3. So there we go. Anyways. It's going to be War and Remembrance will be good for our uh, podcast we launch where we do the uh, War and Remembrance Minute, where we do a minute, every mm-hmm. minute of War and Remembrance as an episode of the podcast. I'm done. Which uh, season is that? 
No, that's a that's a, oh, no. a, a spinoff of this series. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Anywho, right, I need to make I like sure the I didn't older need to record this. Record something there. I like the older Say gentleman what? in the film. I like Corbin Burnson. Uh, Barry Bosco was hilarious throughout the entire thing. Eric Roberts go, being psychotic on weirdo pills for his brain was amazing. And it fully made up for the fact that the main two characters had zero personality and somehow managed to, to just run around and just like do nothing of interest to me. Did you? Did I just you wanted to get more of that Corbin who, Burnson. Do you know what? who the, uh, the tech was? The electronics tech? <laughs> no, I have no idea. He's from um, a high school musical. Uh, okay, that makes sense. He's one of the main Anyways, characters. I think what I'll say is that uh, I didn't really enjoy watching the film because it just sags pretty heavily in the middle. It just does a lot of the same stuff over and over again with the guy running around. Uh, if you gave me just a full, just just show me the movie, but 100% Barry Boskowitz perspective, I would watch that and prefer that much more. Um, so I'm going to come in, I, I think I'm going to come in... A, Four, I think a four makes sense for me. Hmm. All right. Wow, hmm. wow! I can never remember my ratings for previous films, so I just I pick random numbers. Don't worry. I think I think you guys are giving this some. This is coming in higher than I ever thought it would. Yeah, <laughs> generous. <laughs> well, well, let, let well, me that's pile why I call on it Jamie's good. And that's why they call it Jamie's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Let, let me pile on a little bit, and then Kyle can. Uh, <laughs> counter and bring it down however however much he needs to bring it in because <laughs> right, uh, i'm coming in similar to patrick uh i thought this was a surprisingly competent film uh but i also agree with patrick that i think the weakest part were kind of the two guys that seemed to dominate most of the film being the doctor and the the electrical engineer um you could tell they were you know bantering back and forth and it was it was pretty weak and, and poor acting but every, uh, other than that i felt like the acting was serviceable um from barry boswick corbin burnson um uh, eric roberts and the henchmen and all of that um i i kind of liked uh watching the plan of eric roberts dissolve away you know whether this was a realistic scenario or not and uh real medicine medication i uh, and <laughs> like this was how someone with a brain tumor would actually act i i obviously i have some skepticism but um watching it uh dissolve uh the the plan and and his henchmen kind of start to like question you know like do we give up do we cut ties do we run you know like uh that, that was kind of fun uh they they uh, waded into some uncharted waters there a little bit of course the rest of the movie being very derivative of, of other films triple a titles um so that was kind of interesting um, but I think everything else has been covered already by you guys. I won't uh, ramble on too much more. I'll just go ahead and say I think this was better. Uh, most recent films we watched here, I think this was better than League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I'm going to give this a four. All right. And then, man, and then when you say that, like, was this better than League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? It's, uh, you're coloring my review here a little bit, Brown. But this film film i'm putting quotes around that <laughs> this generic thing whatever we just watched is a mashup and jamie you text me you said what movie does this remind you of and i was sitting there and like i said i figured it out today i was like my god it is just like that movie they basically remade that movie 
And if you're going to remake a movie, why are you picking some Michael Dudikoff film to remake, right? I think, the problem, one where the, I think the problem was that the Dudikoff film is probably a ripoff of another film. So who's to know? So we got a ripoff of a ripoff. It's like when you make a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, right? It just gets right. worse over time. I don't know. But whatever. That's besides the point. I don't know why they're doing that. We had the one movie they made, like, is this a TV movie? It is. It was originally premiered on Spike okay. TV. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So you got like a thousand ways to die at eight o'clock and you got depth charge at nine and you're like good to go. Had I watched it in that order, maybe I'd I'd be feeling it. But <laughs> there's so <laughs> I don't know. There's so much stuff with this film that I just I don't know, it was just there's so generic. Like this was a film Zach said you could skip through it, and you could. That whole middle section, there's just this weird generic action running around the sub. There's stuff with like with the radio. All right, so he climbed down into the bottom of the submarine, and the guys are like, "Oh no, there he is! Let's go get him!" Yeah, he's armed with a tactical shotgun, and these guys are going to slowly climb down a ladder. You telling me you can't just sit there and get them while they come down? You got to come up with this elaborate ruse with the radio. I mean, whatever. It worked in the end. I guess same result, but whatever. It probably would have made him look like a monster if he did what I'm suggesting. So <laughs> maybe that's why they didn't do it. He didn't. There is a time he did spare someone's life. He did not kill the lady. Well, at first, he did not. He did not kill the female terrorist. Mistake. But I guess he ended up doing it. He did it later, right? Right. I think yeah. Well, she turned out to be the most competent and most important person on the submarine. So then he realized this is the error that he had made. Yeah, I think it just shot her, right? Eventually, yeah. yeah she was, she was up. like, she was the one like fixing everything, and clearly, she was like the most important. Even when they were like, we get, we're gonna have to like sacrifice people to try to like save the submarine. They were specifically like, Chang, get out of there! Like, we, you can't die. Like, you're right. very important. Yeah. So, I mean, you got generic acting. I w- wish this guy, these two, the two actors, the doctor. I looked at him. I'm like, man. What if Armand Arsante played this guy, mm-hmm. you know? Good call. Would I like this better? Probably. I probably would like it better. <sighs> and then Barry Bostwick, while he did fine, you didn't even need that whole section of the movie. You talk about cutting out on a half hour of the movie. Slender. Like, literally, Brown, you mentioned at the end, when they're high-fiving, like, you did so much. They literally did nothing. There was literally nothing they did other than spend a billion taxpayer dollars on these terrorists, they sent him the money. They did. It's like, what the heck? Why are they doing that? So, uh, I don't know. It's really generic. It's fine. It's got a lot of sub-action. Like you said, we haven't had a lot of sub-action lately. A couple wrenches. Uh, we had wrenches. We had fire in the sub. We had water in the sub. We had a mutiny. Man, so are these things, these things all start adding up. To give it, you know, like like I said, I got my little tracker, and those bump it up just a little bit. So no, no lucky coin, though. No lucky coin. I can't remember what I gave Steel Sharks. Probably a twelve. But I'm probably gonna have to. You think I gave that a twelve? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably a three. I gave it a three. I'm gonna give this a three as well. All right. Steel Sharks is our true north. It is. <laughs> I agree. Um, Zach, Zach, you got you got some love it or hate it here. 
He loves it. He hates it. He's loving it. He's hating it. It's Zach, and he loves to hate it. One of these days. Can we call it hand? Can we call it handle? Hate and love. Handle. Um, I don't know about that, man. No. Uh, I was going to ask you what you wanted to hear first, Jamie, but let's, let's skip over to this. Patrick, do you want to hear <laughs> love it or hate it first? Uh, I want to hear love it. Love it. This comes from the old sailor reviewed in the United States on July 2nd, 2013. Five out of five stars. I loved it is the title. I'm an old sailor, and I enjoy almost any movie or show about the Navy. So it's fiction, but it was close enough to real life to pull it off, and a great show. That's it. Wow. Wow. I mean, he, That's it? I will so say. Size. He loves literally anything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That Whatever. is the definition of concise. Just saying uh, there wasn't a lot... Of reviews out there, guy. Uh, ten, 10 out of tens, five out of fives, or ones. So, just a real, real quick question: Do you do we know if you watched Stinger yet? If the old sailor did, yeah. Well, he very he's a verified purchase of this film. I don't know mm-hmm. though. So I don't really? think I don't On think he's Amazon gonna, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think he's gonna love. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna love Stinger. That's my guess. Well, this next one, he did not love Depth Charge. Uh, sorry guys, I don't have his name. Let me <laughs> let me pull one this up. one back up. Somebody just uh, somebody just start singing. Jamie, love it or hate it when you're going Patrick down. Patrick said you have a beautiful singing voice. When you're going down. When you hate it. Oh baby, you hate it. <laughs> All right, I found another one. Sorry, that first one we're gonna skip. Okay, here's one. One star, that's as low as Amazon goes. This comes from our friend Joe, reviewed in the United States on May 27th, guys, of this year, 2020. A typical B-list junk. First problem is the missile tubes on an Ohio-class SSBN Mm. are not forward of the sale, and they are a lot larger. Second, Mm. speed terminology for going really fast, especially when evading a torpedo, is all ahead flank. Third, the USS Florida is herself an Ohio-class SSGN, cruise missile submarine. The actual USS, now PCU, which means she's still being built, is SSN-794, which is a Virginia-class attack sub, Block 4 variant. (laughs) If you're going to make a movie about subs, (laughs) at least do your homework first. Biggest plot error is when Krieg fires missiles. A U.S. sub-officer can't arbitrarily launch when they feel like it. The president has to initiate launch authorization. That's it. Yeah, that's actually true because that was the thing that changed after, uh, after Crimson Tide was made, right? That it no longer was the case that a submarine commander can unilaterally launch a nuclear missile. Now, knowing this information from Joe over here who knows his shit, good for you, Joe, um, 
Do you guys think Barry Bostwick was actually behind the whole thing? Whoa. <gasps> no wonder he was yes. so nonchalant. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh, what? They want to launch a nuclear missile? Oh, oh my God. That'd be a oh, disaster. Right, look at the targets. Look at the targets. Washington, D.C. Barry Bostwick, conveniently not there. Lives in Palo Alto. Yeah. Pyongyang, North Korea, Tehran. Like, what the heck, man? Yeah, they just kind of pulled those out of thin air. it. 100%. Sure. Hmm. He probably had a bill that got shot down by Congress. He's like, man, I wish I could just nuke this place. <laughs> Wait a minute. He was like, oh, clear out all those other submarines. And all the captains are probably like, no, we want the submarines to go and find them. And he's like, no, clear them all out. Yeah. Just leave Corbin Burnson. Now this is making more sense. And then at the end, he's like, dude, you did a lot. And he's like, no, no, man, you did a lot. You did a lot. Wink. I'm going to get you next yeah. in, in depth charge that- two. Where's that billion dollars going? Because <laughs> they were, I mean, there wasn't much resistance to just spend a billion dollars, right? They're like, they're like transfer oh, quick. Okay. They're like, no, we're about to stop them. Like, no, quickly transfer. I know, literally. So, I mean, maybe now, maybe now we're looking like a six or a seven. Yeah, we got the I'm mind feeling, games here. Feeling like a full ten. Um, should I get into some trivia? I don't have to, I, have, I don't have too much. I mean, one thing I will say is that I, I also had that same trivia that was just mentioned. The USS Florida is in fact an SSGN, similar to an SSBN. Uh, whereas, and actually an Ohio class, whereas the, the real USS Montana is the attack submarine, uh, SSN uh, 794. Isn't that interesting? So kind of reversed. Quite. Then uh, director Terrence O'Hara is a prolific TV director, directing almost 50 NCIS episodes. Okay, you yes. um, <clears throat> Subrosa? Subrosa? Uh, okay. Did he direct Subrosa? Uh, no, I think he's. I think he's more recent than that because that was kind of an early episode, right? Yes, it was a very early episode. Yeah, yes. yeah. So I, I think he I was, didn't realize I think he was that was the season. number one show in America. Oh yeah. Why do you think Patrick watches it? I don't uh, still watch it. He wants to so, be tethered back to America, even though he's overseas. That's true. Um, but th- so when I clicked on Terrence O'Hara, one thing that was kind of weird is I was going down. I saw that I had already clicked on one of his movies from 1990 and I was like, what? And so why do you think that I may have been prowling around his IMDb page before guys? From 1990? Yeah. Michael Dudikoff film? Mm-hmm. Cause he directed a film called Double Vision and it's hard to tell since it's such a little known film, but I was suspicious that the premise involved twins. So I was searching around Ooh. it kind of being like, hmm, how can I figure this out? But there was an actress who was credited with two different characters. And I was like, they're twins. Uh, and it's called Double Vision. But it only got, it's got less than five votes on IMDb and really no information about it. So hard to tell. Really? Can oh, you yeah. find a copy of it? I uh, know. Come on. Let's be real. Uh, uh, now, the writing of, of the film is more interesting. Dennis A. Pratt. Um, we'll know him, obviously, as the writer of Kickboxer 3 and then Leprechaun 4, colon, In Space. Uh, but he also wrote a film called Seconds, Seconds to Spare a.k.a. Operation Wolverine, colon, seconds to spare. And here's a synopsis, and you can understand why it's important for us. When a deadly assassin hijacks a passenger train, he threatens to detonate a deadly can of poison that can wipe out an entire city if he isn't given $25 million. While the cops are attempting to thwart the madman, they decide to call former DA agent Paul Blake, the one man who could possibly stop the fiendish plot. So, I think you guys know. Yeah. Wait, so you said you said Kickboxer 3? Yeah. 
I have Kickboxer 2 here on VHS because I found that at a thrift store. And literally on the cover, it just says, better than Kickboxer. Um, like that's an endorsement. <sighs> that is probably not true, I guess. Well, I don't now, know what to tell you, man. It's right on the box. Since since Patrick's here, he's going to be doing some trivia. I'm going to go straight to Phantom Zone if you got that theme song ready. Oh, Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. This guy's easy. We can use uh, Barry Bostwick and go to um, Moby Dick 2010, or at least maybe, I can't even remember, I may have used Barry Bostwick to jump to this one when I did uh, Moby Dick 2010. But that's besides the point. Anyway, I've done it. I've done it before. Barry Bostwick is the key to everything in our lives. But also, interestingly, I don't know if you knew this, guys, but this is sometimes referred to as the lost biopic of um, Ed Harris's life. Uh, they actually refer to this movie quite a bit about that. And it's, it's, I think it's mostly because of his background as a submarine doctor um, slash loose cannon uh, in his amateur fighting career. So, like, there's just, like, a bunch of stuff that lines up that makes people think, like, probably a biopic about him. And he disputes this. He's like, no way. He does not, I mean, a mutiny by the XO, like, that would never happen. So, like, get out of here. He, he won't stand for it. It's ludicrous. Um, now, did he foil a a top secret plan to take over a stealth submarine? Well, sure. Um, and as he puts it, you know, I'm not saying I didn't, but I'm also saying that I did. And also Apollo 13 happened and, but also involved terrorists. And then he like winks at the camera when he says that. The end. Yep. I don't know what to do. I'm just looking at Patrick's face during that. I was just waiting. I was waiting for the, the pin to drop. Oh, About okay. 20, 20 seconds into the stony silence after that story. All right. So are you ready for some uh, totally unrelated Jeopardy? Oh, I'm yes. ready, man. Oh, yeah. you'll, you'll find the subtle connection uh, at, at one point during these. Uh, so who wants to start? Uh, the, the category is a film on your teeth. So this will be films... Have to do with dentistry in some way. Huh. I think go. Kyle, you were the lowest there's a, scoring, so I think you go. And first. there's a connection. I thought I won the last one. No, but I'm saying you were the lowest scoring for the for the movie. But you gave it a three. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Uh, okay, start me off with 200. All right. Uh, in this 1970 film, dentist Painless Paul Woldowski dies in the strains uh, to the strains of suicide is painless. This is the 200? See, we, we'll see if someone can steal. If you can't get it. Hmm. Somebody's going to have to steal. <laughs> I, have, I have no clue. Okay. A dentist film from the sev- from 1970? Say it again. So the dentist dies in the strain of what? Yeah, it's not necessarily a dentist film. The, the character in this case is a dentist. Right, yeah. But it's in, in the 1970 film... In this 1970 film, dentist Painless Paul Woldowski dies to the strains of the song Suicide is Painless. Yeah, I don't know. Sounds like a parody. Is it like Airplane or something? No. Anyone, no, one got it? no one got it? Very famous. Very famous TV theme tune. Suicide is Painless. The TV theme tune oh, for MASH. MASH. Yeah. MASH. All right. Who's up next? I guess... Oh, yeah, who wants to go second then? Uh, I think I gave the second lowest somehow, so I'll go second. So, yeah. um, give me so this is two hundred, four hundred, six hundred, eight hundred thousand. Yes. 
Um, I'm just going to go for it because I, I know movies. I, I didn't get that 200, but I'm going to go for 1,000. All right. This L.A. law actor was back at the old drill in the 1998 horror sequel, The Dentist 2. Brace yourself. My God. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> L.A. law actor. Jesus. I have, mm-hmm. no, no, I have no idea. Anyone? I'm a triple stumper. The, gr- the group can can help. Th- this, by the way, is the connection to this film. I've mentioned L.A. Law during this podcast. Oh. Okay. Uh, Corbin Bernson. Oh, shoot, what's Corbin it? Bernson. It's Corbin Bernson. <laughs> All right. Wow. Who wants to go third? <laughs> Jesus. Zach will do it. Yeah. What, what amount? 400, 600, 800? Surprise me. Okay. Huh? I'm going to give you 600. I'm going to go middle. Would you say that one week, let it ride, or something like that? (laughs) Exactly. In the 1948 comedy, The Pale Face, he was painless Peter Potter, an inept dentist in the Old West. How are you on your 1940s westerns? Uh, (laughs) You know, not good. So I'm just going to pass. Pass. Anyone know the actor? Famous actor. Famous for his uh, USO tours. Oh, Bob Bob Hope, Bob right? Hope. Is Bob Hope. Bob Hope. All right. Uh yeah, we got well we got two more but only Brom, only Brom is left to choose 400 600. Well, give me give me the 800 see if I can win it. Oh, 800, sorry. Uh Steve Martin played Orin Scrivello DDS in this 1986 remake. I, I just saw one. Kelsey got distracted. Uh say say it one more time. Steve Martin played Orin Scrivello, DDS, in this 1986 remake. 1986 remake? Mm-hmm. Jamie, is it? Uh, is, uh, would it be... Well, no, he'd be Cyrano. I don't know. I got it. Buzz in. Kyle? I'm going to buzz in. Buzz in. Okay. Uh, it's a little, little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, wow. Absolutely fantastic performance by Steve Martin. And that and puts me up in, in, a a group. T- in a tie with Kyle. <laughs> At negative 200. Oh, uh, right. I'll throw this up for the group. In the 1976 drama, Laurence Olivier checks out Dustin Hoffman's dental work. Buzz, buzz, buzz. You got Full it? guess. Is it The Graduate? It is not The Graduate. Ah, oh, shoot. I'm losing. Have you ever seen this one? He likes to run. Oh. And his brother is a spy. Yeah, Marathon Man? It's Marathon Man. There you go. I've never seen that one, but yeah, I know. It's good. But it's still, good. That's crowned me the winner at negative two hundred. Put the look around. Exactly on. right. Yeah, it was a tough one. <laughs> I didn't realize how tough it was until I started looking at them. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, that's extremely tough. I knew that's I knew Jamie would get the uh, the little shop of horrors, and then I thought someone would get suicide is painless, being the mash theme, very famous in the as I said. Yeah. I mean, you know our relative ages, right? I mean, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, Kyle's 64. I'm 78. Yeah. Brom is 13. And Zach, how old yep. are you? I'm actually, four, I'm actually 14 now. Zach is some unknown and... age between those two extremes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something. Me, me and Jamie are identical twins, but somehow a year apart. Mm-hmm. So. Zach's like two years above me. So it's like 15, maybe 16. I just got my temps. <laughs> wow 
That make for some weird podcasting, right? Yeah, what's Us next? A couple old dudes and then <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think it's Bromatron, right? Brom. Brom. Yes. You got anything for us tonight? Of course. Of course he does. Tube three ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Okay, so we watched a film tonight called Depth Charge that had zero depth charges in it. So I'm counting down some films here that have very misleading titles, very much like the one we watched tonight. All right. So I've got 10 of them. I'm not going to describe them. I'm just kind of going to run through them here. Uh, Use some help from friends and use some help from a few lists online. Uh, seems to be a common thing. You can find some people that feel they were deceived by the title of the film. Uh, Starting with number 10, Triple X. Extremely non-pornographic Vin Diesel film that I watched a lot of growing up. Had it on my PSP on my Universal Media Disc. Wow, do you still have it? Uh, No, I think I sold everything that went with my PSP and bought Guitar Hero. (laughs) that's it's very appropriate for this podcast that misleading title because we have our own triple x misleading title that has gotten quite a number of listens that's true lorelei bitch of the pacific ocean number nine is rain man which my buddy uh i think thomas said uh Strangely enough, is not about a meteorologist. Jesus. What <laughs> <laughs> is a weird number? Eight. Don't make it and make it as one. Number eight is Apocalypse Now, a oh. film that is not about the apocalypse happening right now. <laughs> number seven is Twelve Monkeys, a Bruce Willis film with a decisively small amount of monkeys in it. Yeah, only one or two, right? Maybe zero. Or is that a lion? It was a lion, right? Yeah, I don't think there's any monkeys in they there. They released zoo animals at one point on the highway. Including 12 monkeys. Oh, actually, that's kind of that's kind of where it comes from, right? Because they released monkeys. Well, I thought they said it was something to do with the, the the digits on a clock. I would imagine it was something to do with the plague. Wasn't it man-made? I don't know. I don't remember. I, I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, number six is Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> oh well I guess she she was a full grown adult wasn't she this is a good list I like this is funny yeah uh, number five I'm gonna go with failure to launch <laughs> if you come here looking for a space movie or something along those lines you're gonna be disappointed when you find a rom-com with uh, SJP, Kate, Kate, Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey right is no. that Sarah Jessica no. Parker? Sarah Jessica yeah, Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica yeah. Parker. Yeah, yeah, I, I like lose that. a Dude, guy in 10 days. Terry That's... Bradshaw, butt naked. Yeah. Yeah. We just watched the film with Terry Bradshaw. That's true. That's true. She's in there? I didn't know that. No, no, no. We watched, We just watched Father Figures where oh. Terry Bradshaw is like all over that movie. Plays himself. Is he nude again? Was he nude? No. No, but he was bearing his soul, so it's close. Yeah. Oh, okay. Does anyone get bit by small rodents like squirrels and stuff like Matthew McConaughey seems to in uh, Failure to Launch? 
No. There's a oh, there's a cat man. with large testicles. That's true. Really? Yeah. yeah. They stare at. They go look at those testicles. Like they're Next. very large. <laughs> Zach uh, cracking the whip over here. Number four <laughs> is Pineapple Express. Oh, I like that movie. That is a good movie. Yeah, but if you come looking for pineapples or maybe something with a train, you're going to be disappointed. Because uh, I guess Pineapple Express is a name for a like a Pacific Northwest weather system. It's the name of the weed that they buy as well in that one, right? It's not. They 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 cl- they cleared that up, but it's not a name of a weed in that. Oh, okay. Uh, number three is Dances with Wolves. There's very, <laughs> very, very little, if not none, uh, in the categories of both dancing and wolves in that film. It's got Zach's favorite actor in it. My guy. Mary McDonald. The cost. <laughs> Number two is Layer Cake. I think I watched this a couple of years back. Uh, there's nothing with baking or cakes or found out recently uh, Layer Cake was the name for the Russian uh, nuclear warhead that they tested on the uh, frozen island north of Russia. Uh, but no, this is about a gritty... Uh, uh, Daniel Craig uh, might have been a heist movie. I can't remember now. It's been too long since I've watched it, but uh, nothing to do with cakes. Was that a drug? And, it was just like a drug kingpin movie. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Moving up. And finally, number one. I, I think this is the funniest funniest title now when you think about it in terms of misleading titles. But uh, the Constant Gardener. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> this is a political film, uh, thriller, um, starring Ray Fiennes, and uh, doesn't involve someone that gardens throughout the movie, thank God. Yeah, true. Do, do you, and they're not doing it constantly? Nope. Do they just do it sporadically? There's no, there's not even, there, I don't think there's any gardening whatsoever. Wow. There must be something. Really? Yeah. Can I say what my what my most misleading title is? Sure. It's uh, Thor, because I didn't even see Kyle's dog once in that movie. <laughs> Not a single Whoa. time. Thor, no one Inside jokes. <laughs> Crushing. Yes. And those are... I'd watch a movie about my dog. <laughs> I would also do that. Those are, my, those are my top ten films with misleading titles. Those are good. I like that. I, next time, can you do actually top five dogs with misleading titles? I think Thor would be on the list, and, and Patrick's dog Tolstoy. Reservoir might be dogs. Well. No, I'm yeah. saying Reservoir actual dogs. dogs with straw dogs. T- actual dogs with misleading names. It'd be like if you had a great Dane, but it was named Tiny. Right. Uh, That's misleading. I as, get what you're doing. As Jamie was trying to say, my dog's name is Tolstoy, and but he is not a Russian author in, in sure. any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Yeah. But he's big on the gram. You watch him twenty four seven. Ever? Uh, oh, we see do. What he does at night. He has severe separation anxiety. I do actually watch him twenty four seven. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you know he's not just there, <laughs> pawing away at your computer. No. No, but that's, that is what a is little this masterpiece I just wrote. It's a little known fact about Tolstoy, uh, the the Russian author. Severe separation anxiety. Yeah, that's true. Loved his wife. Hmm. That was her. All right, uh, Kyle. Did you have? Did you have anything? Did you have anything 
at all you weren't going to do i know you weren't going to do something i brought i brought myself here tonight so i have to i have to admit to all the listeners i'm a piece of trash i was (laughs) up playing playstation real late i should have done i should have done my segment (laughs) and that's playstation world wide wide yeah Ghost of Tsushima. Let's talk about it. Anyways, whatever. These have been going long, so I was like, why don't I go ahead and, uh, you know, save Tighten us this some time guy up. on this one. A little bit. And now, Zach, you got you got something? You talking facts? Because <laughs> you know I am. Let's hit it. Do, 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 do. Zach Facts, it's Zach Facts. When you're going down, get some Zach Facts. When you're going down. So, how about last week's? It was something else, man. Uh, Not gonna lie. I was shocked we held on. I was shocked. I was like, I can't, this is stupid. I can't believe they're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of hoping you'd go full measure just to see if we would hang in there. (laughs) I was... When you said that that was only half of it? I know, right? I was so over it. I was like, I'm done. (laughs) I'm like, there's no way they're going to let this go. (laughs) And we did. Because you love and respect the facts. What's the over-under? Yes, we do. Uh, Over-under this week is... mm, Zach said he was maybe not even going to make it. I'm just going to go over-under 3.5. So, Zach liked this movie a bit. I'm going to go over. I'm I'm always going to go under, I think. I'm going to go under on this one. Over. Even split. Even split. Fact number one. Oh, we got a cat. Shows up every time Zach does a Zach fact. We got a cat in the house? Yep. Got to get this cat. (laughs) All right. I'm guess we'll just sit here and entertain people so what else is new a lot um yeah waiting this on is really good stuff i mean but We're what is now randall cobb over there to get the cat <laughs> but what out is out of the window what is hey you, what, do you, what, do you got, what, what kind of windows you guys got two three layer what do you got triple layer i have no idea well, triple layer yeah I think mine are just dual pane, man. Dual? I mean, triple's kind of what you want, I think, in terms of energy efficient. Well, especially, <laughs> well, yeah, especially in Minnesota, man, where it's cold as it can be. You got a lot of Look ra- at that cat. Do you get a lot of raccoons out there, Kyle? No, not on my property, anyway. We have a lot of rabbits, I'll say that. I like but, rabbits. Uh, They're cute. Wow. Yeah. For all I the listeners out there. I window well the other week. You know, oh, really? I had to... Yeah, I was really scared. I did not. And then eventually it was like, okay, this guy needs to pick me up so it can uh, get out of here. All right, I'm going to give Ben about six seconds. I'm just going to start going. Yeah, you better. Count me down. You better just go. One, two. Sit down. Three. <laughs> six. Five. Six. Four. Five, three. All right, I'm four, starting. Two. I don't care. Oh, there he is. There's Randall Cobb. <laughs> did you wait for me? <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> Fact one. Did you guys like that cat? I did. Very cute. No Jason... Gedrick, right? Yep. Jason Gedrick, ladies and gentlemen, had a choice between depth charge and another 
major 2008 film. During an interview, he still thinks he went with the right choice instead of this Dark Knight movie. Ow. <laughs> Starring He's in play. Joker. And then they cast the Fletcher. Joker. Yeah, and then they yeah. had to go with their second choice, which was Heath Ledger. But their third choice was Barry Bostwick, so he almost had it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't even imagine. It is amusing to think about that, yeah. I'd love to see that. All right. Let's go. Let's get a Zach fact for the um, culturally uh, diverse Zach fact. Famous Zimbabwe director Roger Hawkins was so inspired by this film, he wanted to make his own version for the Zimbabwe Navy and submarine fleets. However, this did not happen, and the reasons were never disclosed. Does anybody want to guess? They don't have submarines. (laughs) You're correct. Wow. Zimbabwe's (laughs) landlocked. Is that an actual, like, Zimbabwe director? Roger Hawkins? (laughs) No, yeah, he's real. Oh, okay, all right. Shout out, number one fan. Zach did his research. (laughs) All right, I guess that's it with just two. Not! Zach, fact three. All right, everyone's still in it. Barry Bostwick demanded to be hypnotized for his role as president. But, unfortunately, he was never able to snap out of it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it would kind of make sense, right? He's just kind of trudging along. (laughs) He thinks he's still president right now. Actually, I don't. I, I think he got rehypnotized when he did that 2010 Moby Dick because he was <laughs> off the chain in that movie. He was, yeah, he was. crazy. <laughs> His makeup was great. Anyways, that's it. <sighs> yes, Boom. the under guys win. Disaster. Yep. Wow. Just three. Ended on a chuckle though, so I'll take it. Mm. <laughs> Pat, do you remember? What, so you had said it was suicide is suicide is painless. For the- suicide is painless. Do you remember how does that go? Is it like is that the one that's like boo do 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 is that mash? No. No. Cut. Are we done? That's a mash. Do you know what? It's a mash cut. Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com. 